This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, this next story, and I don't know if folks out here have been paying attention to uh, all the twists and turns in this story, uh, whether you're familiar with some of the, the players here, but uh, Andrew Potter, is a longtime journalist, was at the Ottawa Citizen for a long time, I believe might have been at McLean's for a while. I remember uh, interviewing him about a book he wrote. Uh, he took on a position recently as director of McGill University's Institute for the Study of Canada. Apparently, he's also on staff as a professor at McGill University. But nonetheless, a column he wrote expressing an opinion on Quebec society. And it was a, a column that I think he regretted, or at least regretted some of the points he made, or how he expressed, expressed his points. He said, after the fact, he deeply regrets many aspects of the column and how it came across as critical of the entire province. Uh, But suggested, in his words, that Quebec is an almost pathologically alienated and low-trust society. Okay, maybe a controversial and provocative opinion, but so what? I guess if you disagree with that, if you can prove him wrong, then do so. But that wasn't the response from McGill. First of all, McGill tweeted... Now, that those views don't express our views. I mean, they, they very publicly distanced themselves and basically condemned Andrew Potter, which is a very unusual step for a university to take. And even that alone was alarming to a lot of people who believe that that was infringing on academic freedom. Well, McGill went much further. And now Andrew Potter is out and forced to resign from that petition. And a lot of questions about why and how this came to be. Stories that important people, quote-unquote, were putting pressure on the university. Well, joining us for some further thoughts, uh, someone who's got a great piece uh, up at the National Post today, nationalpost.com, on this controversy. Chris Selly is a columnist for the National Post. Chris, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it seems like in, in all of this, people want to still debate the merits of, of Potter's column, which obviously, look, he's, he's backed away and apologized for, for certain aspects of it. But has this story become about so much more than whatever his, his point was originally? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think he really stepped in it there. Um, and I think that he should have known in his position uh, that that would have aroused a lot of uh, outrage justified or not, I would say not justified, but it, out, it, outrage nevertheless among a lot of people that he would have to deal with in his position at the McGill Institute for the Study of Canada. But, um, you know, <laughs> that doesn't mean that, that, that the uh, university steps in and cans him or forces him, to, forces him to resign. And it certainly doesn't mean, and, and this has not been confirmed yet, but McLean's is reporting that uh, quote-unquote high-profile people were involved in pressuring the, the, the administration to do this, and that, that's just a, that's just an intolerable uh, an intolerable situation in terms of academic freedom, and and you know not even academic freedom. Just <laughs> McGill University should not be getting phone calls from important people. Um, you know, if they're donors, that's one thing. But if they're politicians, and again, we haven't confirmed that, but that is an ugly situation, and so we absolutely need to get to the bottom of it. We should. And I mean, maybe we had a sense of where this was all going when uh, McGill took to Twitter uh, to basically condemn the, the column distance itself from from Andrew Potter, which was really bizarre because when, when did it become the, the, the premise that anybody who writes uh, with, with an opinion is automatically speaking for the university? That was really strange. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me of um, Tom Flanagan's 
uh, incident a few years ago where right. he made some comments about uh, child pornography and, and the, uh, the University of Calgary went even further. I mean, it disavowed it disavowed him sort of the way McGill did to Potter, but it went further and almost made it sound like uh, they they had fired him, um, which which in fact wasn't the case. He was retiring, but they sort of let it be known that, or, or they, they didn't mind the impression uh, that, um, that 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 they were firing him for for you know, speaking an unpopular opinion. Um, no, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, the whole idea of a university is supposed to be that. That the whole idea of a, of a professorship is that um, you're free to, you know, explore and, and make mistakes and, and bash things out. Um, that's that's what universities are for. Now McGill can claim, and I don't think it said anything yet, but it can point out that Potter's staying on as a professor. He was, and you know what they're what they might say is that oh well, we've removed him from a from an administrative position, but I mean that that is a distinction without much of a difference, and and it's just ridiculous that so much. I mean, it's ridiculous that there was so much outrage that they felt they had to deal with at all. I mean, it's just a it's just a bad newspaper column. <laughs> Right. Well, and you know, the other thing is, and I've seen some people make this point, because uh, we in the media, we we, uh, often seek out uh, experts' uh, opinion uh, and analysis from from those at universities, and and they're held up as such that you should reach out to these people, and they've got a lot to say about things. What kind of a message do you think this sends, especially to someone who's maybe, uh, you know, new in a position or or someone who's younger that, uh, you know, doesn't it come across as you better watch what you say? It's a huge, huge chilling message. I mean, I've been astonished at the, the, the number of professors I've talked to who don't have tenure. You know, some of them on the most sort of esoteric and, and anodyne topics will be like, oh, I, you know, I don't really want to speak about that. Thinking, like, if you think this is controversial, <laughs> you know, what are, what, are the, what are people holding their tongues on on the things that really, really matter? I mean, it's a, it's a huge problem and, and uh, you know a lot of people in, in academia seem to seem to recognize that but more and more universities seem to be uh, seem to think of themselves as places to keep older children safe instead of places to have younger adults uh, explore the world of ideas and so this PR culture takes hold where yeah you actually have to say that uh, <laughs> a column by Andrew Potter, in McLean's does not reflect the view of the employer. It's just, it's just crazy. Well, and given the subject at hand, though, um, you know, it, it, there's there's some irony here in that uh, when, when someone speaks about a, a sensitivity or, um, uh, or or some of these, these related issues, I guess, around Quebec, that there's immediately this, this freak out, which seems to confirm in a lot of ways the, the original point. Yeah, well, it's certainly uh, ironic. I mean, there was a, a, a letter in the Devoir today from a retired judge that compared um, Potter's column to sort of the early rhetorical rumblings of the Rwandan genocide, at, at, at which is just complete madness. And when you think about Potter's observation that it's a low-trust society, I mean, yeah. that letter basically proves it in spades, that, that uh, a, a, a sort of a a stretch of a, of a theory about a snowstorm and a traffic jam uh, could lead to uh, Anglo on Franco violence a few years down the line. Um, 
you know, lots of places are capable of freaking out. I mean, I've been on the other end of it uh, when, when, you know, perceived outsiders comment on it, but it, it does, it's, it's unique in Quebec and it's uh, particularly, I find kind of ugly in Quebec because, you know, generally if you write something, you know, if, if, if you're the, the, the uh, evil Toronto journalist and you say something nasty about uh, Edmonton or Calgary, you generally get sort of a united front coming from Edmonton or Calgary uh, saying, and, and I'm only speaking hypothetically here, um, saying, you know, how, how dare you say this about us? Whereas in Quebec, it's, you know, the fact is if Andrew Potter was a Francophone Quebecer, he would have been fine. Uh, there are there's all sorts of commentary in the Quebec media about um, the fragility of Quebec society, and when it comes to language, when it comes to immigration, when it comes to religion, when it comes to heritage, you know that's a that's a common trope uh, in both the high end press and and in the in, in the tabloids. But it's this it's this underlying sort of two solitudes thing that that persists to this day among the, the chattering classes. Uh, that, that, yeah, it lends this whole thing a really ugly sort of sectarian air that I don't think you would get in, in most other places. Right. Now, I, I mean, I can think of extreme examples of, of where professors have maybe really just totally disgraced themselves and, and are dragging down the, the university with them. Uh, there was a professor in the United States who had some just bizarre and outlandish views, uh, conspiracy theory views on the Sandy Hook massacre. I know there's a, a guy down here at the University of Lethbridge uh, who for years yeah. has been putting out all kinds of wild 9-11 conspiracies, maybe some bordering on an anti-Semitism. Does it get to a point where a university can say, look, this is beyond academic freedom this person is embarrassing and disgracing this institution we don't want to associate with him well i mean i I think you know i would like to think that a discerning university um would not give tenure to someone who holds you know absolutely insane views um you know it seems like yeah there are these people but there aren't that many of them you know what i mean they like it seems like it's sort of an outlier problem and you notice it and yeah it's embarrassing to the institution but um to me it seems like the broader principle of academic freedom um is probably worth upholding even if you do have a crazy 9-11 truth around staff because uh on the faculty because i mean it's pretty easy to knock down 9-11 truthers i mean and, and it's good fun so uh i you know it's 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 a, it's a tough it's a tough line in the sand to draw and i think it's probably better not to draw right. just stick with academic freedom well, and I guess if it relates to, to what it is they're doing, I mean, if a math professor has weird views on, on, on 9-11, well, yeah. if, he's, if he's brilliant at math, that's what's relevant, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's a good point. I mean, you do sometimes, when, when you have these professors who are uh, sort of public wackos on areas that have absolutely nothing to do um, with their area of research, you do wonder, like, why is the university protecting their academic freedom on, you know, uh, political science when they're a, a, an art history um, uh, art history prof. But on, on the other hand, I mean, in this day and age, um, I, I, I think I'd be inclined to argue for more free speech always because there's just uh, so many um, sort of 
over-the-top impediments that people want to throw in the way. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the other side of that, though, I could probably think of uh, of a bunch of professors uh, who are outspoken on, on a variety of issues and maybe have much more controversial views than Andrew Potter, but they're left alone. It's not an issue. They're, they're free to speak their minds. And here we have McGill really overreacting in, in this instance. Yeah, well, I mean, outrage, the outrage machine is, is not sort of a rational thing. I mean, it, it, you look at comedy is a classic example. I mean, uh, Louis C.K. goes around saying things that if Tracy Morgan tried to say them, it, it, it would, you know, it would cause an absolute firestorm. It, it's just, you know, you, you can wander through life as much. You know, I think, I think, as I say, I think Andrew Potter should have known what he was getting himself into, but it's easy to just stumble into it accidentally and suddenly you're a pariah um which is why i think it's 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 so good to have institutions that that on principle say will defend you uh and and well or not even or even just stay quiet right like i i just and and it's it's remarkable to me how recently we were saying how awful it was that we issued that tweet <laughs> and now they've basically yeah. forced him out of the door it's, it's just uh and, and and what's worse i mean you say overreaction um mcgill got something like 205 million dollars in in research funding from the federal government just recently and at a time when the quebec government um is like seriously cutting back so you know maybe it was a rational decision from for them depending on you know we'll see what happens we'll see what we learn in the future but it would almost be more disturbing if it was pressured from, you know, very important people and it decided, you know what, like on balance, uh, it's worth a hit to our reputation to, to keep ourselves in the good books of the people we need to support us if we're just going to keep going into university, uh, which would be even even worse. And I'm, I can assure you that right now there are <laughs> several journalists uh, pursuing this very vigorously. Indeed. Well, we'll leave it there for now, Chris. Much more in all of this is mentioned nationalpost.com, including your piece today. Thanks so much for making some time for us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. All right, there you go. Chris Selly, uh, columnist for the National Post. And we're a little long in this segment. we got to take a break. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.